0: Hello everyone, welcome to a Deep and Meaningful Conversations podcast. You are listening to Anthony Brown. It is an honour to speak to all of you listeners out there. I wonder if anybody has come across the term consciousness. It's a word that's often thrown around in a range of fields, from science, philosophy, spirituality and psychology. But what does the word actually mean? I've taken it upon myself to investigate a variety of theories and then we can kind of discuss our opinion based on that. Any account of consciousness must reject extra physical tenets such as dualism and thus be physically based as well as evolutionary sound. Consciousness is not a thing, but rather as William James pointed out, it is a process that emerges from interactions of the brain, the body and the environment. You see, this quote was taken from the National Academy of Sciences website and written by Gerald elderman so if anybody wants to look up this person and read more on this theory there you can find that information and this definition is pretty much physically based physically bound it's a process according to gerald very much physical very much concrete in its makeup consciousness is very much concrete according to him and so if we move on to graham hancock he explains that everything is connected for a universal field of virtual particles and we are all a part of a single living system what this new worldview suggests is that physical form as biological consciousness is a local expression of a universal phenomenon commonly referred to as consciousness so i'll read it again Everything is connected through a universal field of virtual particles, and we are all part of a single living system. What this new worldview suggests is that physical form as biological consciousness is a local expression of a universal phenomenon commonly referred to as consciousness. The cycle of life and the evolution of form are natural processes that create a framework of experience where consciousness is a a fundamental aspect of reality, just as much as the spatial dimensions. Consciousness, once though to be only the product of brain chemistry, is now viewed as the eternal driving force for all that exists, and through physical form manifests itself in order to experience very much. A very starkly contrasted view there in comparison to the in in comparison to Gerald's opinion of consciousness as being a physical process as a result of interactions between the body, the brain, the environment in which the person is in, whereas Graham Hancock is suggesting that consciousness is actually the driving force. The creative force behind all forms of creation itself in order to experience itself see that's a very um, open-minded perspective not to invalidate Gerald Hel- Elderman's perspective because his perspective is is very much grounded in the reality in the sense of consciousness as being the brain process of neurological interactions so it's the awareness and then me interacting in my environment so i'm walking and while i'm walking let's say for example if i'm going for a walk in the park that physical process of me being in that environment in the park, in nature has a cause and effect in the brain. So the brain itself is actually communicating to the body and demanding that my body moves in order to adapt to the environment. So it's very much a concrete and physical process. He's dealing with the down-to-earth um reality of how the consciousness functions on the most basic form of interaction whereas graham hancock is actually trying to explain from my perspective that consciousness is the actual framework of creation and it is it is a it is a um creative um force that is behind the creation of the brain of the body of the environment in which we experience physicality and he's basically saying that consciousness created form created physicality in order to experience itself so consciousness is in fact intelligence behind reality behind our life experience that's what he's trying to say and that's my way of explaining his definition if i move on to someone else each soul each soul is an individual consciousness unit that originates from the eternal god source or infinite consciousness all that exists every soul has a unique blueprint that has a divine purpose which is to learn evolve and experience all aspects of creation and eventually return back home and reunite with the eternal force turn we're well, sorry and reunite with the eternal god source this quote was taken from the ascension glossary website which is www.ascensionglossary.com and you can find all sorts of information in relation to consciousness and if we If I analyze this particular definition of consciousness, it actually gives consciousness a purpose by saying that each person has their own individual consciousness, which stems from the eternal infinite consciousness, and each Person, each soul has a divine purpose so in this definition every person was born with a divine purpose which is to learn evolve and experience all aspects of creation and eventually return back home to the eternal god source so it's the eternal source is one mass form of consciousness and to experience, it breaks off as an individual. So then an individual has a consciousness and then that eternal God source gives that individual a blueprint, a divine purpose to experience itself through a reality. And then it returns back to the source you see, you see, this is another another very deeply um, explained or deeply defined um, definition of consciousness it's a very open-minded concept of consciousness and it's it's interesting that it proposes that each person has their own blueprint so it's like to say that you have a divine goal set within your DNA that you must fulfill. And that can go either way. I don't know whether someone is destined to fulfill a particular goal or whether this divine purpose can be manipulated through free will, but that's open to discussion. I would say no one perspective... No one one perspective is right or wrong, really, you know. All of them have their own valid forms of inquiry. And they're all designed to encourage one to question reality itself. So I'm not going to sit here and say this one's right or this one's wrong. I'm just presenting information for people to make up their own minds and hopefully spark an interest in consciousness itself so people can learn more about themselves but i would give my own perspective my perspective of consciousness is that energy is that consciousness is energy and it's the energy behind creation itself it is a divine intelligence that created all living forms of life which is god from my perspective and now when i use the word god i'm not using it in a form of describing a deity that exists and man and has a domain within a physical um, place i am describing the word god as an eternal intelligent force behind creation so that's my perspective And so if we look at this term consciousness it is a very open subject it's open to many forms of perceptions and it's open to many forms of debate Um, but I would say that there isn't, there is something very interesting with the first definition that I gave, if I go back to the first definition of consciousness and when it says any account of consciousness must reject extra physical tenets such as dualism, I mean Okay, so they're trying to say that consciousness should not be, should not be associated with good and evil. It shouldn't be associated with a kind of separatism, a kind of up and down good, bad perspective. So it should only be associate, associated with a kind of neutral understanding or neutral Um, a neutral grounding it should not be swaying from left to right so whenever you define or investigate consciousness it's not to say that okay this consciousness is good and this consciousness is bad it's just the study of consciousness that exists is just consciousness But why does he say that extra, why does he say, why does Gerald Elderman say must reject extra physical tenets? What is it about the non-physical definitions of consciousness that the scientific community, from what I've come across, don't want to associate themselves with that's something that i would like to try to understand because you know all it, all we're dealing with is just apologies for that feedback all we're dealing with is pardon me information that we are observing and we are studying and so just to have an opinion and to study a particular subject I don't understand why one must reject extra physical tenets what is it about the spiritual realm that is to be rejected by the scientific community or at least from Gerald Elderman's perspective what is it about the spiritual aspects of consciousness that should be rejected. Um, I don't understand, but there is another. There is another definition that I would like to read on consciousness, which is written by Carl Jung, and I'm just gonna contr- I'm just gonna scroll down now, and Carl Jung says that consciousness does not, does not create itself it wells up from unknown depths in childhood it awakens gradually and all through life it wakes each morning out of the depths of sleep from an unconscious condition it is like a child is born daily out of the primordial womb of the unconscious it is not only influenced by the unconscious but continually emerges out of it in the form of numberless numberless spontaneous ideas and sudden flashes of thought so it's not an idea, sorry, sorry, it's not only influenced by unconsciousness but continually emerges out of it in the form of numberless spontaneous ideas and sudden flashes of thought so it's According to Jung your own consciousness is connected to your unconscious mind and it's it gradually is delivered to your conscious mind from the unconscious mind and during sleep is where that conscious consciousness is galvanized and delivered to you in the morning and I mean it's very hard to explain this this definition because you know it's very deep it's very there's a lot of things to do there's a lot of concepts to digest when when one actually breaks this down but you know he's saying consciousness doesn't actually create itself so it's it's from an unknown location he says it's from unknown depths you know and each morning we are birthed with consciousness Hmm. and he says that consciousness is also spontaneous ideas that's that's very interesting because when you have a sudden flash of ideas a sudden flash of thoughts it, it would make sense if that suddenly came from your unconscious mind, you know, as, as a kind of a delivery. It's like your, let's say for example, your unconscious mind was connected to your soul. And while you were growing up, you would be delivered messages from your soul, from the unconscious mind. And this would be a way for your soul to communicate with you. And to deliver knowledge that's within your deep, true self. You know, and that's, it's it's a very, it's a very deep concept. And it takes a lot of meditation to really understand what Jung is trying to explain here. Because I find myself having spontaneous ideas and you do come you do think to yourself okay is this really ideas coming from my brain or does it come from or does it come from some other place where does it come from you know and that's it's very interesting okay let's take a break right now welcome back everyone welcome back so there is another term that i would like to go into you know and if anybody's just joining right now i'm talking about consciousness and i've explained and read out a few theories of what consciousness is and now just to recap basically there's a there's a few people that have different perspectives on what consciousness is and from a scientific perspective, for example, from Gerald Edelman's perspective, consciousness is very much a concrete process, it's very much a tangible process, an interaction between the brain and the environment in which the human body exists in is very much based on the, the everyday processes of the brain, the very physical and the very down-to-earth processes, and it's nothing to do with the extra-physical side or understanding or theories it's based on the brain and how the brain responds to stimulus in the immediate environment and that's all Gerald Erneman is concerned with whereas somebody like Grant Hancock is saying no wait a minute consciousness is actually the infrastructure of life of reality of every organism it is the very the very basis of existence and it is reality is a part of consciousness in which humans exist and are expressions of consciousness itself so consciousness from his perspective is very much an intelligent force which has separated itself from the whole in order to experience itself so that is a very deep spiritually deep perspective of what consciousness is and it's a very it's it's amazing it's a phenomenal perspective to have you know to grasp and to to actually invent and so what i was going to say what i was going to move on to is this other form of consciousness you know there's another form another term which is termed as higher consciousness now i'm going to read you something and it says that this the term higher consciousness is is often used by spiritually minded people to describe important but hard to reach mental states however at rare moments when there are no threats or demands upon us perhaps late at night or early in the morning, we have the privilege of being able to access the higher mind. What neuroscientists call our, ne- our our neocortex, sorry, the seat of imagination, empathy and impartial judgment. We loosen our hold on our egos and ascend to a less biased and more universal perspective, casting off a little of the customary anxious self justification and brittle pride. Wow, I mean, that is amazing, you know So according to, and where did I take this from? I took this from the the School of Life website, so that's the schooloflife.com, and that's where that quote was taken from. And it's very interesting that they refer to the neocortex as the part of the brain which is responsible for the higher mind, the imagination. If consciousness, for example, is only the product of physical reactions or interactions rather between the brain, the body and the environment, how does that explain imagination? Where does imagination come from? Because if the higher mind, if there is such a thing as the higher mind resides in the neocortex, And it's responsible for imagination. Then surely it's not possible for the brain just to be. Well, for consciousness rather. Just to be interactions between the body and the environment. As if the brain is just some sort of. um, As if consciousness is just some sort of um, reactionary um, process to basic functions and I mean it, this definition that the brain of consciousness is only a result of interactions is literally simplifying consciousness itself it could be simplifying it down to the body, the human as being a kind of a sort of robot that just sort of walks around and interacts And is a kind of reactionary organism and consciousness is just the awareness of what's thrown in front of it whereas okay then if that's true then that refutes there being such a thing as imagination because if imagination is higher consciousness or even if you don't want to use the term consciousness, if imagination exists where does it come from? because it can't be a result of interactions in response to the body in response to the environment as a reactionary thing, if we go by if we follow what Carl Jung says as consciousness being streams of thought and if these streams of thoughts or flashes of thoughts are inspirational and streams of imagination that emanate from the unconscious mind then consciousness would 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 actually pass through the neocortex from the unconscious mind and be a a process a creative process rather than a reactionary process to the environment i mean i'm just throwing out ideas there i'm just challenging the idea that basically consciousness is just a sort of physical um numb process of okay i'm alive okay i'm typing on my computer now and then it's just the basic awareness of just doing those things whereas if we go deeper and we attach Carl Jung's theory of consciousness on top of the idea of higher states of consciousness related to the neocortex we can see that if the unconscious mind is the the bank the ocean of consciousness itself within your own subconscious mind because they say that the human psychologists say that there's the there's two parts to the mind there's the conscious mind and the unconscious mind And if the unconscious mind is where consciousness resides and it is delivered to you in streams of thought, as Jung says, Carl Jung, um, and we have imaginations and imaginative thoughts streamed and delivered to us from the unconscious mind, it completely refutes the idea of the brain just being, or consciousness just being a kind of mundane, reactionary process so I'm just, you know, I'm just expressing that as an idea, as a, as a proposal, you know it could be true, it could it's, it's it's just a possibility, you know all I'm doing is trying to propose ideas now, you know but I do I do strongly um, yeah, I do strongly f- agree with the the Jungian idea that our unconscious mind is the is the ocean of of consciousness and we are delivered with streams of thoughts streams of imaginations this is where we get our inspiration from this is where we get our idea of setting goals you know because we have this inner urge to achieve something and it comes from the depths from within us you know you know we have a dream and the dream resides in the unconscious mind where consciousness is and so that's where the ideas and the imagination and the intuition come from you know so I, it it actually I mean this is all from my this is my perspective all I'm all I'm doing is giving you my perspective here and I think it's a very I think Jung presents a very valid point here when he does describe that idea of the unconscious mind being a, you know, a kind of reservoir, a bank, an ocean of unconsciousness. Um, It's very interesting, very insightful ideas, you know, and it does take time to really meditate on these concepts. You know one cannot just read them and suddenly you understand all of it because every time you read these definitions or these concepts from these psychologists or philosophers, so philosophers, you have to really meditate on these ideas and really break them down to actually fully understand them which i which is what I enjoy doing, which you know it shows you that this it's it's deep seated thoughts and which is what consciousness really is you know because it's not just oh okay this is a cup you know it's not just simple ideas it's it's giving you deep intelligent concepts and ideas to ponder on you know, your whole life, you could ponder on the idea of the unconscious mind being a reservoir, or a bank, or an ocean, or you know, a a um a yeah, a, you know, an ocean of, of unconscious ideas and and inspiration and imagination, just in this whole closet, you know, that's within you. I mean, where? I mean, how? where is the unconscious mind if everything resides in the brain and if the brain is responsible for all consciousness where is the unconscious mind does the unconscious mind pardon me does the unconscious mind exist because if it does exist where is it located see these questions and if there is such a thing as consciousness as streams of thoughts as Jung puts it then it must be located somewhere you know which suggests that maybe it's not even located in the mind at all maybe the mind is only a receiver of consciousness and is processed in the neocortex part of the brain responsible for imagination as a possibility that could be you know that could be a possibility I don't know and then if consciousness is is actually not located in the brain and located somewhere else then it then 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 this could suggest that you know we as human beings if we are a particle um, a portion of consciousness as graham hancock was explaining when i broke down his theory of there being a whole um mass form of consciousness and us being an expression of that consciousness and if we look at that consciousness as being energy then are we just energy expressing itself are we just consciousness existing and do we have a real location are we really physical does our consciousness have a location is it really located in the brain are we really physical human beings i don't know these are questions that i'm proposing to everyone out there you know there's, there's many different possibilities as to how we exist, to the physicality of consciousness, and whether it is physical or not physical, whether it resides in the brain, or whether we have a spiritual self and, you know, the, the body itself is a, is a manifestation of the imagination. What if that's a possibility? What if the body is in imagination? What if, what if the body is a part of our imagination which is also a part of the bigger divine consciousness the divine imagination of itself what if we are an aspect of divine imagination imagining imagining itself i mean there's, there's endless possibilities so imagine There is a divine consciousness, a divine imagination which then imagines life, reality, human beings, other organisms, and then those individual organisms have their own imagination and uh, their own expression within the bigger form of expression, the divine expression itself. I don't know. Let me know what you think. You know, if you haven't done so already, log on to my Facebook page, Deep and Meaningful Conversations, and drop me a comment and leave a message. Let me know what you think about this podcast as well. I want to get some ideas from people. I want some feedback on these podcasts. I want people to sign up to my to my webpage on Facebook Demon so Demon where does that come from deep and meaningful conversations and yeah write a comment let me know what you think about this podcast give me some ideas share some thoughts on the topics that I've been trying to express in each podcast and if you're listening to this you know with any with any on Spotify or on the Apple itunes podcast then please subscribe you know please subscribe to the podcast so you can get updated on regular podcast each week i'm going to be releasing a podcast now each week and sunday is going to be my day sunday is going to be the weekly podcast and yeah sunday sunday every sunday there will be a podcast at 9 p.m that will be the time for the podcast so tune in every week for a regular podcast and like i said please subscribe and please sign up to my facebook page and i hope everyone's enjoyed this podcast and i hope you enjoy the rest of your day thank you very much for listening